This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Dave Anthony. Today, the race for the White House, which right now appears to be headed for a Trump-Biden rematch in 2024. And lately, the polls have been showing that our 45th president, Donald Trump, may become our 47th. The other day, we talked to Kyle Condick, who works for the Sabato Crystal Ball at the University of Virginia, after an NBC News survey showed former President Trump leading President Biden by two points, with even young voters who typically back Democrats leaning more toward Trump this time. Now, our conversation about all that was too long to fit into the rundown back on Tuesday, so here we are letting you hear all of it in the extra, which we put out twice every weekend. Hopefully you like it and want to come back for more. You know, we are here every day, Monday through Friday, and then the weekend. Now, Kyle Kondik on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Joining us again on the Fox News Rundown is Kyle Kondik, managing editor of Sabato's Crystal Ball at the University of Virginia Center for Politics, as we are finally less than a year from the 2024 election, and we continue to get poll numbers that show President Biden faltering, losing in head-to-head matchups and poll after poll to former President Trump. The one over the weekend from NBC News gives the former president a two-point lead, and uh, there's some things within this poll that we'll get into. First of all, Kyle, thanks very much for being with us. Thanks for having me. So obviously this poll is nothing new, but the trend certainly has to be of unnerving for Biden supporters. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the polls are all sort of saying the same thing, which is that um, Biden is pretty weak right now. His approval is pretty weak and that he's, you know, he's more often than not has been trailing uh, former President Trump in polls. Um, one other thing that we saw in this poll that we've seen in a lot of others that I'm sort of skeptical about, but I mean, again, the, the numbers are all pretty similar, and that is that Biden is is very weak amongst some core Democratic constituencies, specific specifically young voters. And a lot of these polls, including this one, have Trump either leading or tied with uh, the youngest voters, which doesn't really accord with how the electorate typically has, has performed in recent years. You know, young voters are generally pretty pretty Democratic leaning, and I I find that sort of hard to believe that that would actually happen in the results come next November. But, you know, the polls might be suggesting that there's some weakness there. And, and again, any slippage with um, core constituencies for either a Democrat or Republican is is potentially fatal when, you know, we, we, we should have ever expe- expectation that this should be a close to competitive election. So Looking again, at, those, expect- at those voters, Kyle, 18 to 34 in particular, within this NBC poll, former President Trump leading President Biden in that group, the president won in 2020 in that age group overwhelmingly. 
Is this yeah, is this the age issue here? Because 59% of voters in this poll say they have major concerns about the mental and physical health of President Biden. Yeah, I think the age factor is part of it. I also think that young voters in general, you know, that was a weak spot for, for Biden in the 2020 primaries as well. So there's just probably some, you know, generational thing going on. You know, it's possible that I think the younger generation, uh, you know, as they look at the um, kind of taking sides in you know is, is the Israeli versus Palestinian conflict. Younger people are you know a little bit more open to siding with the Palestinians, and that might be part of this too. Although, of course, former President Trump is going to be pretty pro-Israeli too in that in, you know in, in that in that fight. So, um, you know, again, I think there's there's a lot going on here. I I just don't. I, I mean. You know, I just don't see a gigantic swing toward Trump amongst young voters. But again, it's just a it's it, it does it does sort of call into question or or suggest that Biden does have some soft numbers with young folks, and so maybe some of those people end up voting third party. Maybe they don't vote, and you know that's that's potentially a problem for Biden. Right. Again, given that we should expect a, a closer competitive. Election. Right, and we've seen in polls also black voters seemingly more interested in the Trump campaign this time around. Hispanic as well. Former President Trump doing much better there. The Hispanic vote, do you think that's related to border policies? Oh, it's possible. Um, and we did see some, you know, that, that even though Trump lost in 2020, he did do better um, amongst, uh, you know, amongst non-white voters, generally speaking, in 2020 than he had done in 2016. You know, that is still in aggregate a Democratic leaning, but pretty strongly Democratic leaning constituency, particularly black voters. But again, I, I think that it's I think it's possible that the, the polls are maybe overstating to, the swing to Trump among some of these groups. But but again, that that doesn't mean it's that doesn't mean it's somehow a great thing for Biden or something. I mean, it's certainly not. Um, and uh, but, you know, we also have to remember, too, that the polls are not uh, we, we can't really expect them to be predictive um, this far out. So right. a warning sign um, for Biden. And, you know, look, I mean, also. If, in fact, you do see uh, in, the, in the election next year, if it is Biden and Trump, if you do see some underperformance for Biden amongst non-white voters, underperformance among young voters, you know, we won't be able to say, oh, nobody could have seen this coming. Because, again, the numbers are saying it right now. Even if you have some doubts as to whether that will manifest, as I do, um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's being shown across a lot of different a lot of different polls. Yeah. And, the, and I guess the concern beyond I mean, this is a national poll. When you broke it down in other polls recently by battleground state, it wasn't good for President Biden. I mean, these are the key states that we expect the election to hinge on again. And the former president has leads, sometimes double digits in some of these states, depending on the poll you look at. That's also a big concern, which is why you see these stories about Democrats worried. Yeah, you know the, the the tricky thing though is though that you know you do have an incumbent president running for re-election, and there's been really no indication that he is thinking about stepping aside. He does not really have um, a strong challenge within his own party. You know, Dean Phillips, the House member from Minnesota, recently jumped in, but you know he's not like a grade A uh, challenger. No, and he's know, got four percent, I think, in the latest. Uh, yeah, NBC when, you, poll. when you you know when you, when you do polls, I mean, even like New Hampshire, where Biden is not technically going to be on the ballot, but it seems like he's going to be a write-in option. You know, Biden typically, you know, is getting a lot of support even as a, even as a write-in. So, 
like you could make a, a compelling argument as to why Democrats maybe should look at some other candidates uh, more seriously than they are. But that's not really happening. That's not the world we're living in right now. And so uh, and, and again, if, if Biden, so long as Biden continues to run and, and you know, I mean, look, he could decide at any time he's not going to run again. But that's not something you could really predict in advance because there's been no um, real public indication of that happening. Uh, so, you know, the, it looks like Democrats are just going to cast their lot with Biden, which, you know, I mean, look, the, the you know, potential alternatives to Biden, you know, everybody looks better, best when they're not actually running. <laughs> and oh, then yeah. we'll you know, you see in the actual campaign whether they can live up to the hype or not. Um, you know, Biden, of course, has a lot of weaknesses, but, you know, a replacement could very well have weaknesses, too. So it's, it's, it's a it's a tricky problem for Democrats. And, you know, Republicans face their own challenge because I, you know, while certainly saying that, you know, Trump is, is, is capable of winning next year. I really I believe that um, I do think it, it just feels to me like his strength is, is being a little overstated in these polls, maybe because. Um, Biden is the incumbent who's sort of more in the news. Maybe he's just getting more attention right now. And yeah. people are thinking more about his flaws than Trump's flaws. But there will be times during a campaign where they'll be thinking about Trump's flaws, too. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Well, the Washington Post over the weekend had this story. Everybody is wetting the bed inside of Biden world. And that's a quote from a fundraiser that they, they an unnamed one that they spoke to in the article. And in, uh, the quote is, it's really an unhappy confluence of Biden world donors, cocktail party friends saying, can't you get him? Not to run, which is stupid and absurd if you know Joe Biden. And and the story talk, talks about how they, they wanted them to do more polling. He's got to have a better message on the economy. Bidenomics is, is not working. It's malpractice. How can they get the message to the White House to make changes? Well, look, I mean, it's ultimately up to the White House to determine, one, if Biden's running again, which, again, it seems full speed ahead on that front. And also, um, uh, you know, what their messaging is going to be. That does seem like there's some indication this, you know, so-called Bidenomics term is, is sort of is not really working all that well, because fundamentally, whatever the unemployment rate or GDP growth is or whatever, whatever, you know, positive job indicators you could point to, the public just isn't really feeling it. Um, he gets and, he gets killed in the economy polls, especially yeah, over inflation. He definitely does. Um, that's one thing that, that comes out loud and clear from from these surveys um, beyond just the, the horse race where, where, again, Biden is doing poorly as well. But, you know, I, I do I sometimes think like, oh, well, you know, like you look at the Democratic Party, say, oh, well, they should do something. They should stop Biden. Well, it's like, quote, who's they and what power do they have? They don't have the power to 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 prevent the president from running again. Um, now, you know, should should the White House be thinking hard about how they're going to run this campaign and and how well biden is doing of course they should because again the numbers are what they are right now um but but again it doesn't um um it's it's not like there's some i mean the, the, you know the only person who could stop biden in the primary would be one of the other one of the candidates running and as of now they're a zillion points behind biden well, so well there there's is not much indication that there that 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 biden would be you know that he would be prevented from winning renomination it seems the only one who could 
is President Biden himself. And we do have precedent in the past. I mean, you look back to 1968, President Johnson decided against running for another term. His vice president, Hubert Humphrey, stepped forward, of course, lost the election to Richard Nixon. Is that possible again? Do you think that there is another Lyndon Johnson type moment in our future or no? Um, look, it's possible. I mean, again, it, it, this this Biden versus Trump matchup seems so set. And yet there are questions about both of them uh, enough that, you know, you could anticipate one or both of them not being the nominee for for, for one reason or the other. Um, I, you know, it's, it's a sort it's a sort of thing you have to keep in mind, but that based on what we know, you, you wouldn't really predict because it's just not there's not any real evidence of that of that happening. But like, you know, what if we're in March and April, and like the numbers look the same and Biden, you know, might be, you know, starts to starts to think that he's on track to lose or something like that. You know, maybe he does decide to leave to, to leave the race or something. I mean, again, you, you just, it's of course, it's possible. It's just there's not there's not really any indication at this point that it would happen. All right. Now, of course, we've talked a lot about the president's age. You know, Donald Trump, he's no spring chicken. He's 77. Uh, Over the weekend, one of his rivals, Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, he said the presidency is not a job for an 80-year-old, and he continues to go and say that the the former president is not the guy he used to be in 2015 and 16. And let me uh, play for you what DeSantis told CNN State of the Union on Sunday, that, that if Trump is the GOP nominee, the Democrats and the media will have a field day in the campaign. You're going to see uh, scorched earth. You're going to see all the stuff uh, uh, brought up from, from the past. And the whole election will end up being uh, a referendum on Donald Trump. And Biden will be able to hang out in the basement. And I think he'll be able uh, to get away with it again. So he calls the former president a high-risk proposition. Obviously, DeSantis is running for the nomination against him. What do you think? I mean, Trump is a high risk proposition, just like Biden is. You know, I mean, you, you, you can you can easily point to problems for both of them. But again, it's also not obvious that the Republicans would be better off picking one of these other candidates because, um, you know, it's possible that there are pieces of the Trump coalition that a Ron DeSantis or a Nikki Haley might not actually be able to activate. Um, so maybe they're, they're able to cut more into um some of Biden's core constituencies, but maybe they aren't. They don't excite their own core constituencies enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, Trump obviously has a lot of baggage, and I think what the the scenario that DeSantis laid out there is something you could imagine happening. That when you actually get to the campaign for the general election next year, all of a sudden maybe Trump's problems become more prominent than Biden's, and that is helpful to Biden. I mean, this is an election where. Uh, I think it's very much like 2016 in this regard, where um, you've got two potential, you know, potential nominees who are pretty unpopular. And um, I think that both would benefit from a focus on the other as opposed to themselves. So, like, to the extent that the, the campaign is a referendum on Biden and it's focused on Biden's troubles, that's good for Trump, wherever the Republican nominee is. And if the focus is on Trump and um, uh, and the focus is on, you know, his problems, that's good for Biden or whoever the Democratic nominee is. And so I think part of the president's problem right now is that the, the focus is sort of more on him. Um, and again, I, I suspect that we would we would see some more focus on Trump later on, um, which maybe would change things. But again, I don't, you know, that's that's not a way of just I don't want to make it sound like I'm just brushing off Biden's problems because they're they're real and they're 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 prominent. 
Um, it's just that, you know, he, he may not be in as perilous of shape as these polls suggest, even as we should expect a closer competitive race next year. Of course, there is a chance that the former president could be on trial as we hold the election. I mean, they want that for Georgia, potentially. I mean, this we have that wild card. We have a lot of these criminal cases hanging over the head of Donald Trump. Yeah. And again, that's, you know, it's obviously something ongoing, but I don't think it's, you know, at the forefront of the campaign right now. But it, it, it will be when, you know, when and if that's happening and he's either the nominee or he's on track to be the nominee. So, um, again, the, the, a lot of this stuff can be uh, can be fluid, even though I guess you'd think, well, hey, both Biden and Trump are pretty well known. So um, maybe the polls are predictive this far out. And if they are, then obviously Biden's in trouble. But I think it's I think it is probably gonna be a little more fluid than that. You know, it's interesting, too. It's not just. Trump issues when it comes to legal problems. There was that October AP NORC poll. 35% believe that President Biden's done something illegal related to his son Hunter's business dealings. 33% more say he acted unethically. Only 3 in 10 say he did nothing wrong. That's not good for the president either. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm curious to see if, if the House Republicans uh, actually try to move forward on impeachment. Again, it doesn't necessarily seem like they have the goods, although, of course, if there are if there's a majority of the house willing to vote to impeach the president they can just do that yeah. it doesn't really matter right. whether the case is strong or weak or whatever they they have the power to do that now you know at this point you certainly would not expect the senate to convict because you would need um a, a significant number of democratic senators to do that and 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 you know i, I think at this point they'd probably lose republican senators uh, as opposed to democratic senators if there was an impeachment trial in, in in the senate um so you know but that is that is something to monitor and of course you know with trump's uh legal problems which are certainly more real and immediate than biden's whatever biden's issues might be given that he's been indicted several times um uh you know w trump is going to be trying to muddy the waters and, and i think that that's the, you know that's the argument he would make and whatever you think of it trump is pretty good at mudd muddying the waters i think on a lot of things you know through all this most voters in these surveys don't want a rematch but here we are right looks like we're gonna have one yeah, look, you know, you know, you, you look at the polls and say hey, people don't want the, these guys to be the nominees, but they're, they're both in pretty decent position. You know, I'd say that the Republican side is, is more is, is, is more in question just because you do have kind of higher profile candidates running more higher profile races against Trump. Um, Trump is a little bit weaker in Iowa, New Hampshire, the leadoff states than he is nationally, of course, but he still has leads in those states that are fairly significant. Um so, you know, I, maybe something changes here, but we've been sort of talking about this for the whole year, basically. It's like, well, it's Trump's, you know, what's going to happen with Trump and the Republican Party? And if anything, he's stronger now than he was 12 months ago, um, as opposed to being weaker. Kyle Kondik, managing editor of Sabato's Crystal Ball at the University of Virginia's Center for Politics. Great to get your insight. Thanks so much. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. 
Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.